Hey everyone, you are listening to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. This little banter is about a car ride long and features your hosts, JJ Parker and Melissa Albers. JJ owns a tech company and Melissa has been a coach working with influencers for the last 18 years. All right. Here we are. Hello, podcast. (laughs) Good morning. Good afternoon. (laughs) Hello. So I have something that I'd like to riff on with you today. I was in a coaching session earlier today, and I realized that lately I've been using this phrase, and it's sort of an accident that I've been using it a lot and sort of not. Um, A lot of people go through times in their professional careers or in their lives when they get into certain thinking patterns Mm. that aren't actually true. Um, untrue <laughs> thinking patterns. Well, and the, the phrase that I use is the story I'm telling myself. Yes. And that, I love that phrase because I think it opens up the opportunity to think about what you're thinking mm-hmm. without judging what you're thinking. You know, like mm. be more in the, you know, I'm always saying like, be more curious, be more observational about what you're thinking rather than judging yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, boy, oh boy, we get ourselves really into a lot of uh, sticky wickets because we the story we're telling ourselves is something that actually isn't true, but we think it is, and it and we think it's going to help us if we continue down the path. Yes, I like this. So the fancy way to phrase this is self deception, <laughs> right? See, there you are. You're so fancy all the time. <laughs> the clinical, the clinical definition of what you're talking about, right? Is is self deception, like? Like you are deceiving yourself, yeah. yes. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you said, you're telling a story about something that's not not true. And I, th- I actually think that we do it with the very best of intentions. And I think we tell ourselves stories um, as a way to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we tell ourselves a story to try to force ourselves into feeling good about something we don't feel good about. Yep. I think there's all sorts of examples in our lives when we are in this mode of self-deception. And when you say like that, those words, it's like, ooh, <laughs> that sounds mean. Well, like we always do, like we <laughs> talked about this idea, like, hey, let's talk about like self-deception. And then you're, you, 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 know, you phrased it in the like the stories we tell ourselves way. But what I actually did this past week was went and researched <laughs> Self-deception. That's why I know the fancy words. It's like not because I'm like all super smart about that stuff. It's because we, we talked about this idea and then I went and like did my Google research, right? Um, but what you're saying is really interesting because like when I was researching self-deception, one of the things it the, the articles talked about mm. was this idea like, okay, you know, just to be like uh, simple about it. What is what is this? Like we are lying. Self deception is we are lying to ourselves. We are creating these stories. They're fictional. They're lies. Like they're straight up lies about like that that we're convincing ourselves that are true, right? Mm-hmm. So like, why would humans do that? Mm-hmm. So like for what purpose? So like okay, all right, I'll 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 bite. So one of the lies that I have said to myself is, I am going to start a diet tomorrow. Not because I need to lose a bunch of weight, but because I really need to start eating better. I really, I'm tomorrow, that's it. I'm for sure going to do that. Mm -hmm. I have no intention of doing it tomorrow. (laughs) So why do you do that? 
Well, because it makes me for just a brief moment feel better about the fact that I'm eating like (laughs) crap. Feel like you're actually eating healthy. (laughs) (laughs) Right after I swallow that last Twinkie. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, so when I was reading about this, this idea that like um, in our human sort of like social environment Mm -hmm. where we're socializing as a pack, Mm -hmm. um, Mm. this idea that like lying to other people isn't a positive trait. Yes, right. That's true. I mean, I think we'd all agree that lying is not a positive trait. Yeah. If people do it a lot, mm-hmm. um, we should probably have a podcast yes. just on lying. Yeah, that would um, be interesting. I'll write that down. <laughs> um, but so people do it all the time. It's a frowned upon social activity. And the other thing that's kind of amazing is people are really good at sensing when other people oh, are lying. Yeah. Right? I, like, you yes. know it. Like, like something, someone says something, and you're like, nope, that person's lying. Yeah. Like you can, <laughs> yeah. like, we're so good at sensing it, right? Yeah. So this idea, I think from like a, a very like primal brain mm-hmm. wiring mm-hmm. way, this idea that self-deception exists because what it's actually doing is there's a lie. You're actually convincing yourself so thoroughly that you actually start to believe it to be true. Mm-hmm. So all your nonverbals don't show that you're lying. Are you are you tracking that? Yeah. Like, yep. like if I just tell you a lie, you'll yeah. know I'm lying. But right. if I've convinced myself of that that lie is actually true, then when I say it, it won't look like I'm lying. Mm. Won't it? Uh, let's try it. That's Ready? interesting. No, now I'm scared. <laughs> now I'm scared. I feel like well, I'm going to get... That was just one... That was one of the internet theories about self-deception, which I thought was actually kind of interesting because, like, from a survival perspective, mm-hmm. like, let's go deeper on that. Okay, yeah. like, that was... I was just... I, was, I think yeah, I was yeah. painting that maybe in a very, like, um, simple yeah. simple way, but, like... If you go deeper on it mm-hmm. and we start thinking about things like childhood trauma or yeah. very traumatic events, right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the ways people will get through those things is yes. by repressing memories, changing the memories, changing right? Changing the narrative. Changing the narrative, changing the changing it. And then they do that enough and they are convinced of like a different reality, which allows them to move, you know, Forward. maybe through it. Right. Yeah, that's fascinating. So, so for simple things, you know, we joke like mm-hmm. about self-deception, but I think like it gets really deep. And I think there is actually a survival reason for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's not because we're lying that we ate the last candy bar. It's right. I didn't know, do it. Okay, right. I probably did. It's it's much more about probably deeper trauma, anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want people to see that we're worried about a thing when we actually are. We don't yeah. want to be seen as weak. We don't want us to be seen as right. vulnerable. Yeah. We don't want to, maybe, I mean, maybe we don't want to be seen as greedy or petty or all these other social things that have maybe a negative connotation. Well, and what you're doing is you're talking about other people's responses to you doing that. But what about your own response to mm-hmm. you? Because like I always say, there are only two sponsoring things. There are only two sponsoring emotions for everything, love and fear. And if you're in a state of love, in other words, things are positive, things are easy, things are going well, um, 
you're probably not feeling the need to tell yourself any stories other than what what is right in front of you. I would say that this is firmly in the fear camp. And I would say this is firmly in the fear camp. You are fearing something, fearing not being good enough or fearing Mm -hmm. not having enough, whatever that might be. And then jumping into that defense mode. You know, we talk about this in the self-awareness journey all the time. It's like the moment you have a trigger that triggers you into having these feelings. Boy, oh boy, lots of times we just skate right out of those feelings because and go to that actor self because it's just too hard. Mm-hmm. In our minds, we think it's just going to be too hard to sit with this and figure this out. Yeah. And so much of that self-deception sits right in there. I mean, what you're talking about is fascinating. I actually never considered it from the external perspective. I was only considering it from the internal perspective. The other thing that you've said that's interesting is um, you are bringing this into self-deception actually can be very healthy in a way. In a way, it might be. Like in, like, your, in the traumatic yeah. situations that you talked about when people are in real um, situations, emotional, traumatic, emotional trauma, um, mm-hmm. telling themselves a story just to get through something is a coping mechanism. Yeah. It's a survival technique in a way. Yeah. So, yeah, I would, like, I, I, I guess when I was thinking about self-deception, my first, my first thoughts about it were, well, it's an unhealthy thing, you should yeah. probably not do it. Mm. Or, you know, like this idea that you're like lying to yourself to such an extent that yeah. that you believe it seems yeah. a little bit like not a healthy practice. But you're right. Like it, in some ways it actually could be fairly useful mm-hmm. in helping someone process through something. You know what I think is really cool where I'm just coming to with this whole conversation right now is self-deception feels like a natural human response. And I think the slippery slope of it being good versus bad, you know, in this Mm -hmm. context, we're like deciding, is this a positive or we're exploring, is this a positive or a negative? Um, I think if it is serving you, you're deep, serving you deeply, like at a core level of truth and taking care of yourself and honoring yourself, Mm -hmm. then I think that it is a a positive thing, like as we were describing in something traumatic, for example, you're caring for yourself in yeah. a way that's helping you get through it. Um, but if you go into that self-deception mode with the intent of having it be positive, yet it's really working against you, then it's not so great. Yeah. Yeah. I That, that, is, that is interesting that yeah. like, like it's uh, could be of mixed, uh, sort of a mixed kind of thing like that. Yeah. So let's talk about like where would self-deception so self-deception and getting through trauma might might mm-hmm. be helpful where actually did, would you see like self-deception as like fairly harmful to mm-hmm. like your your being yeah right? i think yeah because i think like as we're talking about that harmful experience you know we've said that now a couple times in the last few moments that i think that represents probably less than 20 percent right I think 80% sits in this other other camp, mm. which is um, where you ask, where can it be harmful? Okay, so a lot of times in my coaching conversations, um, this is, all right, here's the belief that I'm coming from. My belief says that we are 100% responsible for the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. The experiences that we have, we are 100% responsible for them. So if I truly believe that, Self-deception becomes a problem for me 
when I am trying to blame someone else for what's mm-hmm. happening to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get that promotion. That boss just didn't see who I was. That boss liked this other person. They didn't like me. It was a setup. Mm-hmm. I was never going to get that job anyway. You know, the culture is terrible here and it's always been like that. And I don't belong here because of that. I am, um, you know, so we tell ourselves stories. We tell ourselves stories because the idea of actually taking responsibility for all the things in our world that aren't favorable mm-hmm. is just too heavy mm. or too hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like saying I didn't get that promotion, you know, because someone else it's it's me because it's me right mm-hmm. no one wants to say that mm-hmm. it's easier to say that it's somebody else yeah yeah or think about relationships with your loved ones mm-hmm. you know i mean the closer we are to people the more naturally we let them see who we are at least i hope that's true for people um and you get in a disagreement or an argument how often do you say i was 100 percent responsible mm. we don't do that We don't do that as a natural tendency. Our natural tendency is to point away from us and say, you did this to me, Mm -hmm. and I didn't have anything to do with this. I was minding my own business. I was just in my own zone, and you attacked me. Mm -hmm. That would be another example of some self-deception going on. So I think it happens way more than we even realize. Yeah, so I like thinking about self-deception in the work context, Mm -hmm. right? I would say you and I live mm-hmm. live in the like uh yeah professional office worker sort of environment <laughs> all the time yeah um so like my favorite self deception at work um is uh well this, this will sound kind of funny but is around group think mm. so here's how self-deception at work plays out in a really terrible way Every single day, so um, let me let me get this. Uh, hopefully, I can get this straight, so everyone who works for me who's going to listen to this isn't like, <laughs> "What the hell, JJ?" Too late. They already <laughs> are saying that. I think you're good. <laughs> okay. Here's how it goes down. Like every we like like we have a big project at work. Every you know everyone works in teams, right? Mm-hmm. We get the team together. Maybe we got like eight people in the room. We're trying to solve a big problem. Everyone starts putting their opinion in there. We're, we're, we're brainstorming and working as a group, right? Yeah. We're trying to solve the problem. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And the common idea is that if we get all of our smart people together into a team, the solution we come up with will be the best solution. Mm-hmm. That right? seems like a logical pattern. It seems logical. The fact is that solution is usually crap. (laughs) And it would be much better if like one or two people just came up with a solution and told everybody what it is. Because are you sure this isn't your introversion coming out right now? (laughs) This pod, this episode is not about introversion. I decline to answer that question. Okay. So we're down to two Um, people in the room. (laughs) No, I just, this idea that, um, like, uh, there is a, uh, the story that people tell themselves Mm -hmm. is that, like, the 
sort of like the more smart people on a problem, the better our yeah. problem solving will be. But that is actually a deception. Like that, mm-hmm. it, it's actually like very proved that mm. that group think is a real problem, mm-hmm. and it doesn't re- doesn't produce the best results. And that's not just me being an introvert. Right. That's science. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, and there's actually really famous studies about how um, group think has mm-hmm. caused some. Yep. Like very major problems, like yep. airplanes yep. crashing and mm-hmm. and rockets yeah. exploding and things like that. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. And and so, but it's but the thing that I think is so interesting in our in our professional setting is like everyone goes into it and it's like everyone just starts all of a sudden like being convinced like this brainstorm method this is the best one and ideas are flying and and all of a sudden the best idea emerges usually it's like the loudest voice in the room Wins. emerges, right? Yes, I agree. Um, I agree. But when we're in that mode, and I, I fall for it all the time. So like I'm not actually blaming other people. I'm like, <laughs> I, fall, like, I fall for it all the time. Like I get excited in the group brainstorming yeah, sessions. Yeah, right? we've done that. We've definitely yeah. done that too, yeah. It's like actually kind of fun energy. And, yeah, for sure. Um, and that's where I think uh, like this this sort of like self-deception or the stories we tell ourselves becomes really powerful in the way like, like, hey, this brainstorming session is super fun. We're all riffing. Here we go. Ideas are flying. We, yeah. one, one sticks and away we go. Um, and no one really stops to think like, okay, is this the most pragmatic way about solving like this business problem? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's like a very innocent version of self-deception that I think happens every day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so people don't really is, notice. Right. They're just taking for granted a norm. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying. It's like, they're just yeah. not thinking about it. This is just what we do. And this is how we get mm-hmm. the greatest thing. So yep. not questioning or challenging the norm because it's just what they've always thought. Yep. It's what they've always thought. And then, and um, in one way, it, it, it also just kind of like feels good to be in that environment. Yeah, right, right. It does feel right? good. Mm-hmm. So, so again, uh, we were talking about painting self-deception as like positive or, or negative. Mm-hmm. Um, in this way, in this example to me, like the self-deception feels good, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it doesn't actually like produce the result we want right. from from a business perspective. So, mm. Yeah, that's um, interesting. And I, I I think there's a lot of probably like similar things that happen even in our personal lives that that will be in that same kind of flavor of self-deception. Like like fairly innocent, fairly lightweight, weight, we like it, but it doesn't actually serve us in the best like best yeah. way. Our, our authentic us. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. How about like let's make it a little even more personal in conversation like I was just thinking like as you start talking about self-deception in your teams and stuff like I started thinking about for me what are some things that I have experienced right it's like this is an interesting topic because I get to talk with people all day every day mm-hmm. where they are in their minds where they are in their hearts you know and and where they are in their roles and um it's it's um I feel so fortunate to be able to do that, right? The thing is, I think people tell themselves stories um, because they, the, the idea of something changing is really scary. Mm. And uh, like, for example, 
I mean, we're being very ambiguous. Like, but let's say we have two salespeople that work together and they have a really healthy competition. They play off of mm-hmm. each other. And as a result, they both do really well. They just keep going and going and mm-hmm. going. And one day, one of the salespeople does something that the other one doesn't like very much, right? But they keep telling themselves the story that, oh, it's okay because this is just what we've always done. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the self-deception in that is based on trying to keep something the same again. Mm-hmm. And yet they start to feel um, unwell in the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't, they don't, or even their environment. When the work situation gets to a point where someone feels like it's time for them to leave, mm-hmm. that's another really common time where you'll see self-deception is at an all-time high because they, a lot of people feel very guilty for standing up for themselves. Mm. A lot of people feel that it's wrong to think of themselves before they think of other people. The truth of the mm-hmm. matter is they should be thinking of themselves first mm-hmm. because if they honor themselves first, they're going to be much more honoring of everyone else around them. But people will feel guilty. If they're trying to leave a job. They'll start telling themselves stories about the environment is terrible. The people yeah. I'm with have changed. It doesn't feel like it used to. But the fact of the matter is it's not the environment. It's that person. That person mm-hmm. is no longer feeling like they fit. And they're in this mode. The story they're telling themselves is something outwardly has changed so much that I got to get out of mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So er- earlier when we were kind of like preparing for this, yeah. like we're talking about how we were each getting ready for this topic. Yeah. And I said I would, <laughs> yeah. you know, researched it on Google. <laughs> yeah. You said you yeah. sat quietly and reflected. <laughs> But, you know, and, and then and then you said, hey, do you have a personal story about self-deception? I was like, ah, you know, I don't know. I didn't really, you know, I mostly took notes. Um, but you know what? I just thought of one. Oh. You want to hear it? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, um, okay, so I think a prevailing self-deception, or at least a story that I've told myself mm-hmm. for a very long time, mm-hmm. um, is that like I'm really like easygoing and accommodating. Like I just go with the flow, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think probably primarily I am that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I don't know. It just goes with the flow, right? Um, but the more I, like for, for years and years and years, I always just told myself that's what I was. That's how I am, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I told myself that so much that it actually has caused me to be like overly accommodating, like, Mm. like overly accommodating to the point where like, it doesn't help me. Like it actually like harms, harms me. Like Mm. I put myself in these situations where Mm -hmm. it's like, like I should be advocating for myself, but I don't, Mm. um, Mm. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like get the short end of the stick and then I don't complain about it. Yeah, but you feel bad right? about it. But inside it doesn't feel but bad. But I feel bad about it. But mm-hmm. the story I tell myself is like, no, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It, it's fine. I'm easy going. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's no big deal. Um, mm-hmm. But I've noticed recently, like since you and I have been working on the self-awareness journey stuff, is that I'm actually advocating for myself way more. I've mm-hmm. actually caught myself telling people, Things like, uh, no, I don't want you to do it that way. I want you to do it this other way. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, I probably would have been like, man, whatever, just do it however you want. Right? And not felt safe at all 
in that process. Yeah, and then just been nervous, like, oh man, they're gonna yeah, screw I'm gonna that have up. To redo not this. I'm gonna have to just I'll just clear my calendar so I can redo the work later. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a that to me, that's an example from a story that I've told myself. Yeah. Isn't that and how it's affected me. Yeah. Well, I mean, this whole this whole this whole podcast is about self-awareness, right? And it's like I love how we get to explore these topics because we really don't ever stop one of these pods without have learning something new. We just don't. Yeah. It's just the coolest thing ever. I think for me, the story that I told myself a lot of the times is this is going to sound really funny. Um, the story I told myself was I'm really not safe in this world. I always need mm. to work harder than most. And even though um, I have money, sometime I might not, even though mm. I have all this stability and security, sometime I might not. So the story I told myself was I always had to work harder and smarter and harder and smarter and harder and smarter than anyone else I knew always, regardless of what my bank account looked like, regardless of what my home life looked like, regardless of what my mm. everything. Um, and and uh, so it served me in one way, right? Because I am a high mm -hmm. performer. It served yep. me, but in a lot of ways, it has not served me because it caused so much anxiety in places that simply didn't need to be there. And that yeah. wasn't anybody else telling me stories. That was me telling me my story. That was nobody mm -hmm. else saying, Ooh, yep. you better, you better put some more money in the bank. You know, you are a business owner. <laughs> you know, yeah. that wasn't anybody telling me stories. That was me telling me a story. That's that's super interesting. Yeah, yeah. Look and at how much we're getting to know ourselves <laughs> on this particular episode. But I, I just, I think the the thing I would be remiss if I didn't say before we finish today is that um, the story I tell myself is a really, really good entry point for people um, mm -hmm. if they're feeling like something doesn't feel good inside because. Ultimately, if you're operating in your world and, and you don't feel good inside, it's because something in your inner being expects it to be something and it's not matching on the outside. And, and sometimes we feel like we have to tell ourselves all of these false things to try to gloss mm -hmm. over the fact that we know deep inside this is not at all what we want. Um, and I, I think that the story I'm telling myself is a really good entry point. Um, and I just think people can... I love it. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I love it. And the other thing I would add to that is, is just, uh, just try to observe what these stories that you tell yourself yeah. are. Mm -hmm. And once you observe one, just ask yourself, like, does mm -hmm. this serve me? Is this still true? Right. Or right. do you want to change that story? Because like you said, like, like we're all the authors of our own reality. Mm -hmm. And if we want to change those stories, you have full power to be able yeah. to change those stories. Right. They're your stories. They're Just your change stories. Them. Yeah. And, and we have these core beliefs that make us tell these stories. And again, remember, a core belief is nothing more than the same thought over and over and over again so many times that your brain says, oh, it must be true. So mm -hmm. the story I'm telling myself because of this quote, truth is. So yeah, it's yep. interesting. And the other thing that... I just thought of, you know, it's like people will sometimes, you know, maybe not want to change those things, right? Mm -hmm. They Ch might say, hey, you know, scary. I've been this way a long time. I don't, I don't want to change this. And that's, that's okay. But just think about the, op the opposite of it. Like 
like if if you do want to change it, like you can. Yeah. Like it's a journey. People yeah. change. Yeah. Life evolves. You know right? what like, I have to tell you? I agree. I was in a coaching session this morning and the guy said, right after I talked to you last time, he had been in this business relationship that was extremely challenging for 10 years. Hmm. And he was constantly taking on more just to make it okay, even though he was so miserable. And he said, you know what? I just made a decision. And I feel euphoric. He said, I feel like I'm on <laughs> cloud nine. Those are the two phrases that he used simply because in his mind, he just made a different decision. Just that's that. awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Yep. Change your mind, change your world. We hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. Our mission is to help people become happier and more effective by gaining insight into their own thoughts and feelings. We'd love your support. First, share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. Second, leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast site. This helps others discover the podcast so we can reach more people. And third, sign up for our newsletter at theselfawarenessjourney.com. This will help us communicate better with you and build our community. Thank you so much for joining us in the self-awareness journey. We'll see you next week.